0: welcome or welcome back and you know what today is it's a milestone for this podcast lift you up because we've made it to episode 10 that means we've been doing this for 10 weeks delivering you a new podcast every week so thank you if you've come here before and you're coming back i really appreciate your support And if you support us, you know what I'd like you to do is go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel and connect with me on LinkedIn. My name is Tamika Bickham and I am your host. On today's episode, I'm thrilled to introduce you to yet another fellow Miami Hurricane, my college friend, Lindsay Himmel. We were also on dance team together and she's really pursued her passion. She is the founder of Align Physical Therapy. She's gonna talk about how she works with her patients and also how coronavirus is, is impacting her practice right now but actually how it's empowering you to heal your own body. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want, it is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories From business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. Well, I'm so excited to be joined by Lindsay Himmel today, who's the founder of Align Physical Therapy. And funny story is me and Lindsay have actually known each other for many, many years. I actually, yesterday just popped up, and we're at the time we're recording this in May, (laughs) but yesterday it popped up in my memories that it was 10 years since we graduated college. So we've known each other, what, at least 14, because Lindsay and I met each other our freshman year of college. How funny is that?
1: First day. Crazy. I can't believe it's been so long.
0: It's like, when did I get this old? Uh, Let's
1: let's not go there. Let's not go there. But
0: thanks for being on the show with me today, Lindsay. Tell everyone a little bit about you.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm a physical therapist in Miami Beach. I have my own practice. It's all one-on-one physical therapy. Um, I really try to empower my patients to assess and treat themselves. so this way they don't have to come back to me unless it's for a different problem and if they can go on vacation if you know they get some shoulder pain or back pain that they have had before they they don't have to rush out to you know another physical therapist or chiropractor or orthopedic doctor and they know how to treat themselves and that's pretty much my practice and it mainly focuses on orthopedics
0: on orthopedics. So Lindsay's yes. being shy and she's not telling you the full story of who she is. No. If we go all the way back, I mean, she's an incredible dancer. She danced yes. pretty much her entire life, right? Um, we were both on sensations for a little bit of time in college at the University of Miami. Um, so I don't know, It tells a little take us a little further back than what you do now, because I feel like health has always been a big part of your life um being active dancing you've always had an interest in the body so talk about when that started and kind of take us through your journey
1: so i have danced since i was little um professionally since i was 11. uh when i was 11 i was chosen to dance for jessica simpson um i did plenty of concerts i danced on univision um or univision um and <laughs> So I've done a lot of work dancing. I I danced for University of Miami. And my second day of college, I was crossing the street to go to one of my classes in the crosswalk. And I actually, I was hit by a car. Um, I was probably in the best shape of my life at the time. I had lost tons of weight. I had been working out eating cleanly. I was so excited to go to college. I was so excited to be on dance team. Um, I couldn't wait for this start, uh, this new part of my life. We started school on a Wednesday, Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Um, that happened to me. I got knocked out of my sandals, literally. And um, and probably the scariest call for my parents to get at 8 o'clock in the morning for them to have to rush down. They live in Boca. So it's about an hour away from Miami where I was going to school Um, and so they rushed over, they found out I had a couple of compression fractures in my spine, C11 and C12. So, um, I was rushed to the hospital on a spine board. I stayed there a couple of days. And then, um, I was in a back brace for about four months, uh, and, you know, weaning myself off the last, the last month or, and, and so on. I
0: actually remember the details like I think you were like crossing where like one of the buses were and there was a car going around and hit you and I mean you can't like first of all you're a freshman so excited to not only start college to be on the dance team and now you're like okay I have to be in a back brace for the next four months I mean thank god most importantly you're okay yeah And I'll tell you, this girl is resilient. We were like still (laughs) going out to fun events and parties with the back brace on. (laughs) Listen,
1: I I remember the first time that I could get, at first it was like up two hours, down two hours, so I had to cancel some classes. But then I remember like when I started weaning off and I had more time, I'm like, all right, where are we going? Exactly. I have more time in between that I don't need to be in the brace. My spine is going to be okay let's get out, let's do something. I just, I just wanted to get better. And it was such a, it was really a tough time, you know, silly little things like, do I wear a big t-shirt over my brace or do I wear it over my shirt? Do I want people to see it? Do I not want people to see it? You know, it really, it was very difficult meeting new people like that. uh, And feeling, you know, very self-conscious and and then also feeling like, man, I can't dance. Am I going to dance? I, I remember, um, actually when I, the first thing I said when I was laying, this is horrible, laying in the street was, please tell me I'm going to be able to dance. Please tell me I'm going to be able to dance. Like I was like in a state of shock. I don't think I realized fully like, okay, you just flew over the hood of a car. Like, and I'm thinking, can I dance? Not, can I get up and walk or not that my insides right. are okay. Like that was, it was tough. You
0: know? Right. So were you able to dance again? And did you heal completely?
1: I did heal completely I was able to dance again I actually the, the next semester I started dancing again um, for basketball games and it was actually better for my body to move than to sit and stay in one place um, a compression fracture is like where the the vertebrae kind of collapses a little bit and so when you have weight that is just you're not vertical. You're not moving around and changing where you're putting the pressure. It was actually worse for me than actually moving around and changing all the time. So I couldn't really sit still. I remember having to get my hair done, my mom's hair says, and I remember having to sit in the chair for like an hour. And That was the pain that I had. It wasn't, you know, getting up and moving around and going to the gym. I remember going to the gym even. I had my brace on still and I would sit on like the leg machines and start moving my legs. I was very motivated.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. You have to like have that in your mind. Something I never had anything like that happen to me until I fell off my roof like two and a half years ago and I broke my wrist. It is still that very scary feeling of feeling like, okay, like I actually can't even hold a glass of water or tie my hair in a ponytail right now. Like just kind of having that losing that control and, like, is it going to be the same? And, like, when my physical therapist told me, you have to do these exercises three times a day, I was doing them, like, ten times a day. And I was just, like, I'm going to do everything. And then I got my full range of motion back in two weeks. Because it's like, listen, I'm not going to have this, like, limit me. I'm not going to have this be a problem. Because you would see the other people there who maybe weren't committing to what they needed to do and not – Um, you know, progressing nearly as quickly
1: an injury really makes you appreciate the things that you don't think about every day that you could do, whether it's getting up and dressing yourself. Like at the beginning, I had a crappy brace that it didn't even make sense how I would be able to get it on by myself. My roommate at the time had to strap me in. And I'm sure with you, like brushing your hair or brushing your teeth or opening a jar, Things that you do every day that you don't even think about, you start thinking about and, you you know, I feel like that's something that you need to take with you uh, and learn from it and be like, okay, I feel grateful that I can do this. It helps you also understand and be more sensitive when somebody else is injured.
0: It's one of those things when it does happen, it makes you appreciative of just being able to have all of your, your limbs and your body healthy and working. And you realize, hey, this can all be taken from me in an instant. So right. be appreciative that you do have a, a working and, and healthy body.
1: Right. Um,
0: so take me through. OK, that happened freshman year since then. I know you've done, you know, a, a lot of schooling. kind of take me through to where you are now and starting your own practice.
1: So after that, I continued dance team. Um, I was doing an exercise physiology major. I really enjoyed it. I love working with athletes. Uh, I love working with the body. I did personal training through college. And then I decided that I wanted to be really the, the top expert in the body uh, and to get my doctorate in physical therapy so that I could really treat the the five-degree difference of this and that that's going to really change somebody's performance or somebody's ability to, to be active. Uh, so I went to physical therapy school at University of Miami. And then after that, I did not stop. I got certified in Pilates. I uh, took my board certification last year, rather the year before in orthopedics. And I also got certified in the McKenzie method, which is in Excellent way to teach somebody how to treat themselves and assess themselves and empower uh, the person that you're treating. I'm one-on-one with my patients. You know, I really feel like you're in when you're in my care. Like you're here, and you and I always joke around like you're you're not leaving. Like I'm always gonna check up on you later, see how you're doing. But um, but it was a long road of education, and so worth it because. I enjoy every part of my day and it's the most rewarding career that I could have asked or hoped for. Um, oh,
0: that's awesome. I mean, that's what it's all about. Um, so wait, when, what year, when did you start your practice?
1: I So I started my practice straight out of school. I actually was uh, subcontracted by a company um, that wanted to do physical therapy. And I was working in Fisher Island for them for, three years and then I decided uh, they tried to try to make little changes and and I have a very strong opinion of how physical therapy should be. I want to be with my patient one-on-one. I want you to get my whole focus and if anything in you know, the structure is going to change, I, I don't like that. I prefer not to treat three patients at once or have a, an assistant treating and this and that. Most people go to physical therapy for six weeks, three times a week. Whatnot. Right. In the only requirement I have between the first session and the second session, I really ch- try to just have one day in between. I need to reevaluate what's happening. It's a team effort to get the patient better, and, and they are a huge part of it. So after that, they may not see me for one week, and they may do things on their own. You have to be educated and understand how to do things on your own because there's plenty of time where you could just be, you know,
0: backtracking when you're not um. right it's yeah I mean I can imagine that that's your approach is probably better especially for those non-motivated people I I would think because if you're going to physical therapy and you know you're you're doing all of your exercises as they're watching you it's almost like you know being in class and you're doing it because the teacher's there but right. you don't really have that self-motivation to go back home and do it but at least if you're kind of getting coached to start it that way and like this is on right. me and the onus is on me to do this um you know I could imagine that that works really well
1: right it it has so far so good so um
0: I want to talk every- a little bit about, more about that because you said you got certified in the it's the Mackenzie method
1: yeah
0: so what the is McKenzie that
1: method. So basically in a nutshell, it is a method where I teach you how to assess yourself. So we create some baselines. Uh, let's just say, you know, you have pain when you bend your knee or you have pain when you you know, bring your arm all the way up in your shoulder. So what we do is first we, we clear your spine. I teach you how to assess your range of motion. Um, and that's probably the most important thing going forward is to know how to assess yourself before you have pain you'll have stiffness. So stiffness precedes pain, whether it's a day before, a month before, a year before. You you know, if you have stiffness, if you wake up one morning and you're like, oh, I can look to the right, but yeah, I can't look to the left, you may not have pain yet. You will have pain. But it's just a matter, you know, a matter of time. So the most important thing is to know how much range of motion you have. Um, and we create some baselines to to see what your norms are and then we also take some baselines okay you have pain when you lift your arm now let's see how can we how can we get rid of that pain what direction whether it's coming from your neck cuz the spine really is like the master puppeteer for the rest of the body so if you have pain in your shoulder and you don't clear your neck first then you could be really missing missing the answer so we make sure that you know what the range of motion should be in your neck. And then we figure out what is the exercise, if it's coming from your neck or if it's coming from your shoulder, what is that exercise that takes the pain out of the shoulder? And whatever that direction or exercise is that does that, and we figure that out together, is the exercise you're going to keep doing uh, on your own at home to, make, to see if we can fully give you more range of motion um, and also take the pain away in your arm. And, and keep following up. Every time you come into to me, it's an evaluation. Even if it's a follow-up treatment session, I, am, I can't turn off my brain. I will evaluate you every time.
0: I want to talk a little bit because I know there's been a little bit of a switch, but it seems like it's been a natural switch for you, okay. obviously in the context of what's been going on with um, you know coronavirus, things moving virtual. How were you working with your clients prior to this? Was it only in person?
1: So prior to this, telehealth actually was not allowed for physical therapy. So Mm. now they just recently passed it uh, to let us, you know, get on a platform and speak to somebody, take their history, do their evaluation over the computer, over telehealth. And truthfully, before this happened in person, I try not to touch the patient. I try, you know, 10% of my patients, I probably put my hands on. Uh, when it's necessary, but I try to teach you how to do things yourself, how to align yourself, how to make sure you have the full range of motion. Um, And so that really empowers the patient to be able to do things on their own. So this whole virtual thing has really been, you know, honestly a blessing because now I can sit here and I can tell you and educate you. And it's really the same thing as what we're doing in the office. Um, uh, and, and patients really are, are happy with it. And especially because they have now they're set up in their home. So whether it's a chair that they need to do their exercises in, or whether it's a mat or on their carpet or on their couch, we can find a place together in your home. And you, there's no, you know, state, there's no spaces in your mind where you're like, Oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this at home. Right. Uh, I, used, I used to do exercises. I remember back in the day with patients against the wall and patients, be like, you know, I don't have a wall in my apartment. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have a wall in your apartment? They're like, they're like, yeah, all the walls. I don't have any walls. They're all filled with furniture. So I'm like, all right, you know, so this has been like a breakthrough and I'm like, all right, we're going to find a place for you to do your exercise in the perfect position. I can look at you. I can see where you are. I can see how your body is aligned over the computer, just like I can see you in person. And it's really been I think a breakthrough because I would have people calling from, you know, three hours away in Naples saying, Hey, can I get an appointment with you? I saw you practice the Kenzie method, I saw you do orthopedics and I really need an appointment. Meanwhile, they have to drive three hours to me. And I'm thinking in my head, like, you're gonna drive to me and you may feel better when you get here, but that three hour car ride is probably gonna mess you up back on the way home. So It allows for more flexibility on the patient, allows for more flexibility, you know, on where they're doing their exercises and more confidence in them where they're doing them in their house. So I think it's been so far for me great.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, that I've never heard of that, that, you know, you only put your hands on what 10% of the patients. And I feel like that's so not typical for a physical therapist. Um, I guess, how did you come to, you know, developing this model? Um, why did you make those decisions? And I totally get that. It's like about empowering the person. I love that. Um, I think it really opens you up to just being able to work with so many more people. But how did you make that, that decision?
1: I actually have a mentor. His name is Yoasu Sukru. And, um, he's been practicing this method for a long time. And he actually has done, you know, some videos with Robin McKenzie himself before he passed away. So I really attribute some of this to, a lot of this to him for introducing me to McKenzie Method. And, you know, he teaches for the Institute and he's he's my colleague right next door. And um, we're like family now. So I feel, I feel like it was such a blessing. I remember the first thing he said to me was like, so when you have pain, you know, because a lot of people have back pain and, and he's like, do you move into the pain or do you move away from the pain? And you know, a lot of people, and I, and he asked me that question and I'm like, what? Into it. <laughs> I I would know, say I move, move into, into the pain. pain. Or ask, so you're actually right. But most people will move away from it. So think about this. If somebody has back pain, right? The first thing they do is bend forward to touch their toes. Saying, oh, I need to stretch my back. Right. Yeah. Or, Oh, I have pain on my neck on that right side. Uh, i need to stretch my neck so most of the time people move out of the pain but you move into the pain so sometimes what happens is you know you have i have a little spine here i don't if i can show you oh so you yeah have that's fine. bone great. and you have discs and you have bone right and these discs are like little shock absorbers they're like uh you know how you have those little nike bubbles in your shoes they they absorb shock and so Depending on what positions you put yourself in, puts different pressures through it. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, those little pressures, you know, if you do it too many in the same direction or if you stay there for a long time, right, that can cause little fissures inside and, it, and weaknesses in this, and it can kind of bubble out. When that happens, and that can touch on nerves, and that can be why you have pain in your hand or feel like you have carpal tunnel or shoulder because these are in your neck, right? These are stacks. If you want to think about it as like a stack of jelly donuts throughout your body, down your spine, Um, that can touch on a nerve, give you pain in your arm. And so what you want to do is create like a pressure and close that side of the joint where you've been opening it so much.
0: You already said 10% of your patients is all that you have really put your hands on. So this welcome transition to telehealth um to virtually working with people has been a a welcome change for you what do you see as the future of physical therapy in general and then personally for you
1: so i hope this sticks because i think that i think that people should be more independent and i think that it'll empower them and it also make things more accessible for people so some people live you know in the middle of nowhere and they may not have a, a, a great physical therapist you know in their area so or somebody that hasn't practiced the same you know doesn't practice the same method or is not certified in orthopedics or you know and and ra- i think it will save people time it'll save people uh it will give them quality of life. And, and so I think that it's, so, it's good for, for the world. And I think that, you know, uh, this time is such a, a crazy time and very stressful. And a lot of people are, are going through a lot of stuff. But I, I do think that everything is a balance. And I think that just as much bad that comes out of this, I think a lot of good will also come out of it. And so, if we can kind of focus on more of the good, and focus on how we we thrive, and, and what you know what needs to change in the world, and then I think that this this time can be you know meaningful.
0: Yeah, and it's it's so good, and I feel like comforting to know that if you do have pain, and if you do need help, you can still work with a ph- physical therapist. You can work yes. with Dr. Dr. Lindsay Himmel because yes. she empowers you to identify your own pain and, and heal yourself, essentially, you know, to yeah. do the exercises that you need to do to feel better. Any other thoughts, kind of closing thoughts around, um, I like to kind of give some uh, give people like a, a tip or, or health tips to maybe avoid pain. Are there just certain practices that you think people Ooh. should incorporate into their yes. everyday?
1: Yeah, okay. 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 Good. <laughs> really good question. So especially now that everybody is stuck home and sitting on their couch. Oh my Me. gosh, Robin McKenzie says, sitting is the kiss of death. Just think about your life as a balance and the positions that you're in, you know, as, it should be a balance. So if you're sitting all day, um, you know, for your exercise, I think that it's better maybe not to sit on a bike or sit on a road, mm. you know, mix it up, do things that are, that are the opposite, you know. So, I'm going to ask you actually, how many times on average, okay, do you think we bend forward a night? So, I'm talking about bend forward to, you know, put your shoes on or, oh, okay, you know,
0: pick something up. Yeah. Um, let's see. One, two, I'm going to say five.
1: Oh, my gosh. You, you bend forward five times before you brush your teeth. So <laughs> I think
0: failed. Okay. Out <laughs> you get out of
1: bed. You put your slippers on. You get dressed. You brush your teeth. You wash your face. You make your coffee. You do the dishes in the sink. Oh, okay. You bend forward to put the dishes into the dishwasher. You know, there's a lot of times. Bend- a lot. About 3,500 on average. What? So think about it like, oh Yeah.
0: Well, good thing 3, I got that other question right early. <laughs> yes.
1: You're doing good, Tamika. <laughs> anyway, so 3,500 times we bend forward in a day. Yeah. So, you know, do things to that. Maybe you need to give your back, you know, a, a break from bending forward, a break from sitting. You know, your spine should be an S, and over time it ends up to be a C. And you've seen people how they age. That is a choice you can keep your spine healthy you can keep your posture good you just have to balance it out so if you're bending forward that many times a day well maybe you need to do you know some leaning back really think about where you are during your day uh, and try to balance it out so you know people blame things on oh i went to the gym and i did a squat or a deadlift well yes you did but what did you do the eight hours before you went to the gym you know, I don't think it was the squat, maybe, you know, or the deadlift, it was probably the cherry on top of the icing on top of the cake that you've already baked all day from fitting. So
0: right. you, know, you have
1: to really think about what is the balance and everything in life is a balance. So what was I doing all day? Okay, well, maybe I should do the opposite right now and try to even myself out. So no, I thought for that most was great people, that's because, not sitting.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I thought that was a great point because I have a spin bike in my house and if I spend a lot of my day sitting and working and then do the bike, yeah, maybe I should switch it up. like I never thought about that. Um, yeah. So maybe I should go for a run or a walk instead do something where I'm standing and not sitting
1: exactly. exactly. I love that or leaning back or you know, just something the opposite, you know, try try to mix it up and and that will help a lot to keep your spine, you know, in its in its shape. And you know, there's been a lot of things out on the market. There's been these, I don't know, uh, like posture things that you can wear yeah. and you know, there and okay, you need to do these exercises, these rows, these, you know, things for your for your upper back, for your posture, and all those exercises are great. You know, your your strength is is important, but those muscles, unless you put them in the right position, are not going to hold your posture. I, strength is not something you know that's going to. It will absolutely help, but I have tons of people who are ripped six pack abs and they still have back and neck pain. And if you don't know what position, how how to walk, how to sit, where to put yourself, I think that's the that's the most important thing not exactly, you know, the strength or the rows or the, the bicep curls or yes, that will help support you and, and keep your your endurance for, for the position that you put yourself in. You need to make a mental note of, oh, I should be here. I shouldn't be here.
0: Yeah, well, this is really great. Dr. Lindsay Himmel helps empower you. And again, she only puts her hands previously on 10% of her patients. She can work with you totally virtually. So Lindsay, if people wanna just learn more about you or get in contact with you, how can they find you?
1: So they can find me online. I have a website, it's alignptmiami.com and they can inquire about evaluations there. Um, the the number will be listed also uh, in the notes, no? Um, yep, and also we have social media, Align PT Miami, and I am happy and looking forward to
0: helping anybody who comes forward. And yeah, I it. I'm looking forward. Awesome. And you, you you know what? You may be hearing from me too, because I have some issues. I might have to get worked out here. No, but thank you so much, we'll Lindsay. It. It's so good thank catching up. Thank you for up. having me.
1: It was so nice catching up.
0: I hope you enjoyed that episode and learning a little bit more about physical therapy, pain, how to manage it, and really where to go to seek some of the answers from Dr. Lindsay Himmel. Make sure you connect with her. All of her information is below in the show notes. And if you like this podcast, I'd love your support. So please go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel and connect with me on LinkedIn. Again, my name is Tamika Bickham. I'd love to hear from you and I read all of the reviews. So I'd love to hear from you there too. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I can't wait to see you again right here next week. Until then, stay happy, stay healthy.